This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Come on, let's give Jesus the biggest shout of praise that we can. Hallelujah. Why don't you go ahead and also give yourselves a round of applause for being in church tonight. Amen. How many of you, you almost never came, but you knew you needed to be here to receive something from heaven tonight? Come on, that's a lot of you. Do you are you excited that you came? Praise God. And then also I want to make sure that we include our live streaming group wherever you may be watching around the world. I sent out a link while I was sitting down there just moments ago to Finland, the United States of America, the island of Mauritius. So I know many people are tuning in. So welcome if you are live streaming with us. But how many of you are ready for the incorruptible word of God tonight? Anybody in the house? Hallelujah. Like I usually like to say, if you came expecting, then you're going to receive from heaven. Amen? But before that, I just want to go ahead and say that it is a great, great honor and privilege to be here um, ministering in, the, uh, you know, in this incredible ministry that is under the leadership of uh, your apostle, my apostle, Apostle Theo and Dr. Beverly Vormerans. Aren't you just glad to be a part of a house where you can be established in what God has for your life? Like I like to say, the cause, the, the goal is to help you find your purpose on purpose so that you can fulfill that purpose. Amen? And how do we do that? We are getting equipped as the saints of God for the work of the ministry. Amen. Praise God. Let's go ahead and get started. As you know, we are dealing with the theme of back to basics. And so that being said, back to basics, I have come prepared with a word. How many of you, in, how many of you were at last night's service or one of this morning's service? How many of you were blessed? How many of you glad you came to church? Amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to continue and piggyback on that. We're not talking about entering God's rest, but we are going to establish once and for all that God is good. Amen. I think I'm going to write a book called God is Good. It's going to have three pages. The title will be God is Good on the front. The one page on the inside will say God is good and the back of the book will say God is good. That's all we really need to know. God good, devil bad. Amen. Come on, come on. He's a big, big God and he's a itty bitty devil. Come on, come on. Are you with me here? Come on, work with me here. Let's have some, can we have some church here tonight? Come on, can we have some church here tonight? Somebody say this with me. God is good. Say it one more time. God is good. Now say this. God is not mad at me. Oh my goodness, that's good news, right? How many, of you, how many of you believe that's good news? The gospel is good news. Good, the good news is that God is good and that he is not mad at you. Praise God. How many of you are excited about that? Well, I'd be excited about that if I were you too. I want to establish with you some scriptures here as I continue here tonight. And then we're going to get into uh, the, the real meat of what I want to talk to you about. But establishing that God is good. Colossians Chapter, one, chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Hallelujah. Come on. When I say open your Bibles, you say, yeah. All right. Open your Bibles. If, you, if I say close your Bibles, go, oh, close your Bibles. Open your Bibles. Praise God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace, and I'm reading from the Amplified, 
And let the peace, the soul harmony, which comes from Christ's rule, act as an umpire continually in your hearts. So the peace of God, let the peace of God act as an umpire continuously in your hearts, deciding, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state, which, to which as members of Christ, one body, you were also called. And be thankful and appreciative, giving praise to God who is the giver of that peace. Amen? So God is good. He is the giver of peace. God is good. He is the giver of life. He says, I come to give life and I've come to give you life more abundantly. We understand that, come on, the enemy comes to rob, to kill and to destroy, but he's come that you may have life and life in abundance. Amen. So we're going to paint a picture of the nature and the character of God and your heavenly father here. That's what we're attempting to do. So say it with me one more time. Say back to basics. How many of you would believe that back to basics includes the revelational foundational understanding that God is good? Amen? Praise God. I'm glad that you are with me here tonight. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Amen? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And let the peace of your good, good, heavenly Father, come on, let the peace of God, which passes all comprehension, which goes beyond your ability for your mind to think. You can have a storm in your life, but the peace of our heavenly Father, who is so good to us, can calm every storm in the midst of whatever we're going on. It's beyond comprehension. Amen? Let it guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen? Besides the fact that we can, we can conclude and we can walk away with this understanding right now and settle this once for all time, that God loves you and he's so good, he gave his only begotten son for you. God is so good, he gave his son. Amen? All right, now don't work with me. I'm going somewhere here. It's, it's about to get real, y'all. Watching on the live stream, it's about to get real, y'all. All right. Hebrews chapter 4, 15 and 16. Mm, I feel something good is about to happen in just a few moments. Woo, hallelujah. I think I might just get some T.D. Jakes anointing that might come on me. How about that? I know they usually say, ain't nobody got time for that. But I'm going to tell you right now, we got all night for that. Amen? Come on. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses... But was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace 
to help in time of need. God is good. God has supplied us with the provision of grace. When we fall and when we stumble and when we make mistakes, we don't run from God. We run to God and we can find help and grace in time of need. That God will pull you out of the miry pit. That he will take you out of your dark place. That he will take you out of the circumstances. Even though we know that many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God is good and he's about to deliver you out of every one of them. Somebody say, God is good. I don't know about you, but I feel a fire in my feet right now. And I'm about to, I promise you, I might just take her, I might just take off and begin to run. If you ain't gonna run, if you don't feel the fire shut up in your bones about how God, how good God is, then I don't know, I might just run for you. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Or, you, or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads us to repentance. There can be no repentance without the goodness of God showing up in your life. There can, there is no place for repentance unless the goodness of God first shows up. How do I know that? For 1 John 4.19 says, we love him because he first loved us. His goodness came to us first out of the dark place that we were in. His goodness showed up and we responded because we saw how wretched and naked we were. Somebody say, God is good. Somebody say, back to basics. Now, I might tell you God is good several hundred times before this is over. Enough times to maybe irritate you, but you won't forget that God is good. Now, let's get with the program. Luke, the second chapter, verse 14. How's everybody doing? (laughs) Good. Luke chapter 2, verse 14, it says this. Now, what am I going to pull out of the scripture right now? Glory to God in the highest and on earth and good will towards men. I'll read that one more time, then I'll roll with it. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, and good will towards men. Ladies and gentlemen, saints of the Most High God, what you are reading in Luke chapter 2 verse 14 is the declaration of the heart of the Father because Jesus is about to descend into the earth, he's going to be born of a virgin, 
and he is going to come and undo. Come on, this is God's plan for man revealed in the heart. Come on, are you with me? Look here, glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill. In other words, listen, um, what Jesus is about to come and do and fulfill is gonna put me in a position to look at you through the blood of Jesus Christ and see you in the image that I created you to be in. towards men, peace on earth. Somebody say this with me, God is good. That's the intention of God. Now, Before I move on to the next portion of scripture, I know that this sounds so basic to our faith and our walk with the Lord, but yet many of us sit in a place of insecurity wondering how God really feels about us. Many of us think that he has a whip in his left hand and a caress of love on the other. And sometimes that makes us feel a little bit schizophrenic or, or that God's schizophrenic because he's going to punish me today and he's going to love me tomorrow. Listen, we talk, what we, <laughs> let me just explain something to you here very clearly. The goodness of God is punishment enough. What do you mean the goodness of God is punishment? Because even when you stumble and fail, he still loves you just the way you are. And the fact that he still loves you causes you to come right back to your knees. Come on, are you with me? It causes you to run right back to him because he loves you. It's punishment enough that in spite of our shortcomings, that he still loves me regardless. And then we struggle because we talk about the person of Jesus. We talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. And we see through the gospel of John. I mean, if you really want to know the workings and the operations of the Holy Spirit, just look at the book of John. Jesus paints a beautiful description of the role of the Holy Spirit, that he's come to testify of him. Amen. That he would become the executor of the Godhead. That the same power that dwelt in the life and the ministry of Jesus would now belong to us also as Gentiles. Are you with me? And we see that in the visitation at Cornelius' house when the Holy Spirit shows up for the very first time to a people that weren't even a covenant people. But hey, wait a minute. It's a brand new covenant. And now salvation is for all men. And God shows up by the Holy Spirit and falls upon the Gentiles at the house of Cornelius. But we have a warped understanding of who the Father is and how He deals with us. But you know, the Bible is very clear, Dr. Johnny, 
about the person, the, 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 the Father. Come on, we got the, 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 the Godhead, three in one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Word and the Scripture is so clear on who He is. In fact, so clear that Jesus in the book of Hebrews, are you with me right now? The first chapter, the Bible declares that Jesus is the exact representation of His heavenly Father. He is the, the Bible in fact says he is the express image of the, his heavenly father. So Jesus, I could also say, is the physical manifestation of the heart of his heavenly father on earth. Jesus is the physical manifestation, because remember what the Bible says. Whatever he saw his heavenly father that he did. He didn't do anything unless his heavenly father did it. So Jesus' role in the earth was to be an ambassador for his heavenly father in the earth. Being an exact representation of his heavenly father. If you see Jesus, you see the father. If you see the father, you see Jesus. If you see Jesus, you see the father. If you see the father, you see Jesus. If you see Jesus, you see the father. If you see the father, you see Jesus. They are one and the same, the exact express image. Is this good news here tonight? Now, that we've established that. So, how do we see Jesus dealing with people in the Gospels? Because however Jesus dealt with people in the Gospels reveals the heart of the Father towards you and I. It's not any different today for us. Jesus rebuked the religious people of the day, but he had compassion on those sinners. When they were about to stone the woman caught in adultery, it's very funny because they didn't bring out the man that was also in adultery. They were caught in adultery. That means they were caught in the act of. She was going to be taken out for a stoning. And we see Jesus... Through the wisdom of God, she was able to go free. Go and sin no more. Where are those who condemn you? He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Amen? So what I'm trying to say is, God is the author of life. He creates life and he does not take away life. He does not put sickness on people to teach them a lesson. He's a good God. How many of you in this room? Come on, let's just think about it. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, you being earthly fathers, if you're able to be kind and loving towards your children, I'm using modern vernacular here. Come on, if, you ask, if your kid asks you for a piece of bread, are you going to give him a stone? If you want to teach your child a lesson, are you going to put sickness on them to teach them a lesson? 
then if you are not going to do that, then what makes you think your heavenly father would do such a thing? And the Bible says, how much more will not also your heavenly father? Come on, he's the heavenly father of the how much more. If in our earthly expression in our family, we can extend love, he is the same. God is not conjuring up hurricanes and earthquakes and sending them to specific regions because he's wanting to teach people a lesson. Sorry, wrong heavenly father. If you have a problem with what I'm saying, then look at the gospels. Do you see Jesus conjuring up a storm to destroy people? No. So why do we think our heavenly father would do that? And we know that Jesus is his express image. And we know in Luke chapter 2 verse 14, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Hallelujah. Somebody say that with me one more time. God is good. Now, why am I saying this to you? Because it's important that we have, if you don't understand this basic truth, then you are going to walk in complete a, 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 a faith that is, the, the, you know, you, you're not sure how God is dealing with you. Amen. Is this okay, anybody? I make no apologies for talking about the goodness of God. You know, because, you know, I came from the time when Hurricane Katrina came. When I was in America. Fortunately, I wasn't there, but it brought a lot of destruction in the state of Louisiana. And people were coming out and saying, oh, it's the judgment of God and God is judging Louisiana. God is judging this and God is judging that. And judge, he's just judging. I mean, he's killing everybody. Now, because of all the sin that's going on there. Now, first of all, if that was God, then don't you think he was able to at least get it right? Because if we're going to talk about where the sin is rampant, so to speak, according to our standards, then why didn't he knock the tar out of New Orleans instead? Oops, sorry, I missed. Come on. Somebody say, God is good. God is good. Any devil is fail good, Yella. Ek sê maar net. Ek beloofe. Ek is ernstig. God is good. Any devil is fail good. Praise the year. Luafom. Hallelujah. Ek voel die salving vanavond. Hallelujah. You didn't know this French frog could speak a little bit of Afrikaans.
Sorry, I'm just letting this sink in a little bit. Amen? Besides, I think we've had a great, phenomenal service tonight. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 in verse 17 through 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Therefore, that's why it's there, because that's what the therefore is there. It's therefore there, because that's what therefore is there for. Therefore, <laughs> if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Come on, look at yourself right now. Put your hand on your heart and say, I am a brand new species of being you are a new creation say this my spirit man is my real me my spirit man is my true identity my spirit man is who I need to line up with Your spirit man is very much alive as a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Are you listening to me? Your spirit man is a brand new, very much alive. Just because you can stumble and fall doesn't mean your spirit man isn't alive. No, listen, you still exist in a body and you still have a mind and a will and an emotion. And even though you were taken out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light, guess what? Now that you're in the kingdom of light, get the, 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 the mind, the will and the emotions need to have the, 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 the kingdom of darkness taken out of it. In other words, even though you're saved now, you've got to get rid of some stinking thinking. To line up with the reality of who you are. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. Say this with me. God has reconciled me to himself. And he did that through Christ Jesus. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So that's the ministry. That's what we're called to do. We're called to tell them, Jesus paid the price so that you could be restored with your heavenly father. That's what the good news is. Come on, be reconciled to a good, good father. That was God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them. Listen, your job isn't to impute anybody's trespasses against them. Your job is to tell them that Jesus paid the price for their sins, that if they will accept the free gift of salvation, every provision's been paid for. Be reconciled. God's not angry with you. He loves you with an everlasting life. Will you take this free gift? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's what we're doing as ministers of the gospel. We are imploring people, pleading with people, be reconciled to the heavenly father. Why? Because we tell them what Jesus did for them. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us 
that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Amen. Somebody say this with me. God is good. Somebody say back to basics. Hallelujah. Can we give God the biggest shout of praise that we can here tonight? Isn't it amazing? I mean, I'm totally blessed. We're going to do something very, very important here before I call up teacher Paul. But I want to say that I want to thank you guys this whole weekend, last night, this morning, tonight. Thank you for your receptiveness to the ministry the Lord has placed on my life, the anointing God's given me. I love you dearly. Thank you for receiving me here. I, I, I truly love you. And uh, I always love it. And I'm always honored and privileged to be here whenever I get the chance to be here. So from, from my wife and I all the way in the United States who's watching the live broadcast right now, we love you, Christian Family Church, Johannesburg. We love Apostle Theo. We love Dr. Bev. And, uh, you know, we're truly blessed to be a part of, of, of a ministry like this. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.